0: Hey, I'm Neil Williams. I'm a mom, a wife, a master certified coach, podcaster, and entrepreneur who has ditched the idea that a 4 year work week is somehow required for a successful business. I spent years overworking, but then something big happened. I figured out how to take control of my schedule. And when I did, I got way more done in less time and made more money. After that, I grew a multiple six-figure business working 10 hours a week while I was still in my corporate day job. Since then, I've made it my mission to teach other coaches how to grow businesses they love to six figures in just a few hours a week. If you are ready for full-time business success on a very part-time schedule, get ready to find out that success is easier and faster than you ever thought to be possible right here every week where I share the strategies, tools, and mindset that build a six-figure business that doesn't require a lot of time or a lot of selling. Welcome to the Six-Figure Coach Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Six-Figure Coach Podcast. I'm so excited to do this episode. it's what I wanted to do for a while. And I was talking with Rick Mulready, who is a good friend of mine, a mentor. We talk every single week about business, geek out on numbers. And he was like, oh my gosh, you have to do an episode on this. So It is Friday before Labor Day weekend. We are about to leave and go into the woods. (laughs) Very deep into the woods where we're not going to have any cell service. But I was invited by my husband and my son to go to their very secretive fly fishing spot. (laughs) So if you know anything about fly fishing, people have their special places and they don't often share the locations of those places with people. So This has been a boy trip in the past. I get to go down and see it for myself. There's this amazing gorgeous river, little campground right next to the river that we're going to be spending the next couple days. We're going to be fishing. I'm going to try fly fishing, which I'm going to try and have them take videos so that you can laugh at me on Instagram (laughs) watching me do this. And we're going to do some hiking and just hang out, the three of us. I feel like it is the exact thing I want to do to close out our summer to feel like we're connected again. We've been going a million different directions in the summer. Lincoln is about to start school again this next week. So those of you who are getting the back to school stuff done and are already in school, I totally get you We've been doing that over the last couple of weeks. So just a really great time to calm down, reflect and connect with my family. So I wanted to get this episode out before we went and did that. Okay, I have a question for you that I wanted to start out this episode with. How do you feel about sales calls? (laughs) This might be a loaded question, right? Do you want to do them? Do you feel excited about doing them? Do you feel confident about doing them? If you're like, no, no, and hell no, (laughs) I got you. Today's episode is just for you. And here is the overarching theme that I want you to be taking away from this podcast, is that there really are no rules of business. And even when I teach my 10K and 10 hour students, or if you're in my 100K funnel course, we talk about the 10 hour work week. That is one way to build a business. It's not necessarily for everybody. And that's totally fine. I happen to love it. I think it's the most amazing thing on the planet that you can build a successful six figure business in 10 hours per week. But not everybody wants to do that. So I want you to know that it's not a rule that you have to do sales calls either. (laughs) There are many ways to be able to get clients without doing sales calls. And since I see this all the time as a prevailing so-called truth that is not a truth, I have actually done a little mini training on this. So if you want to dive into a masterclass about this, where I share with you kind of like the nuts and bolts and the exact how of these four methods that I'm going to share with you today on the show you can visit our website to find more information about how you can enroll in that course. I want you to understand that selling is not something that is actually required, even though there could be a million people telling you that that is the truth. I have experienced it firsthand in my business. I have talked with many other coaches who have experienced it firsthand in their business as well. In fact, if you listened to the episode last week with Katrina Ubell, I don't remember if in the recording we talked about this, but Maybe off of the recording, we were talking about how she was like, I'm so glad I didn't know that you were so called supposed to have sales calls to sell high ticket coaching programs because I didn't know about that rule. And so I just never did that. <laughs> She's selling $5,000 and $7,000 programs and doesn't do sales calls. So another example of that, and her business is way beyond mine, multiple, multiple seven figures. So I just want to give you that as evidence this is possible for you too, okay? So here's the thing. I've also made a million dollars in my business collectively over the past several years, two and a half years, well over that. And I am really am not any better at selling than when I started. I know more and I understand more the role of it, but now I've realized that I don't have to sell. And actually, I really do, for me, feel like selling is a tax on vague, vanilla, broad, niche offers and marketing. It's just not required. If you do the marketing well, you actually don't have to sell because the marketing does the selling for you, or you will be doing a very small amount of selling, okay? So today what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share with you the four ways that we have tested in our business that work really well to get clients without selling. So, the very first one is one of the core tenants of both 100K funnel and 10K in 10 hours. And that is the idea behind creating an offer that is so good, it can just sell itself. And that begins with a very specific niche and creating an offer for that niche. So, how do you go about doing this? Well, the idea is you have to create something that is so much more valuable than the price that it just sells itself like it's just a total no-brainer like obviously i'm gonna buy that like the value that i get from that is way way in excess of the money that i am exchanging for it so when we're thinking about that discrepancy you want to think about for an offer that sells itself you really want the value to be at least 10 times if maybe not even more than the actual price Now, I'm going to do a specific episode on this, but that is one of the reasons why 10K in 10Hours is the price that it is. It's a very low price, but the value that is delivered inside of that program is like if you went and tried to buy programs that taught you all the things that I teach you inside of there, it would be $20,000 or more. And just the fact that we create your funnel for you, that would be like $5,000 all by itself if you had another company do it for you. so. When we're thinking about this, because I don't want to do a lot of selling, I figure out how to create the value that is so wildly in excess of the price, it just makes it easy for someone to say yes to if they're the right person, right? If they're not the right person, then I want them to say no to it, obviously. But I think there's a lot of confusion about what does value actually look like. So I'm going to give you four things to be paying attention to in your offer. Okay, so the first thing that is most important (laughs) is that your offer is delivering something to someone that they want. So you want to make sure that the promise, that the transformation is in alignment with your niche. So your niche actually wants this thing that you're creating, that you're promising will be delivered to them. Okay, and the more they want it, the better because they're just going to be so much more motivated to buy your course or program or mastermind to get this thing that they really want. Okay. So make sure that it's something that they really want. It's going to be like, you're going to to do a lot of persuading and selling and convincing to get someone to buy something that they just aren't sure they actually want if they don't really want it. Okay. So that's important. Number one, primary importance. Number two, also important for many people and creates a mixed value is if you can reverse risk. So if there's little to no risk in the person buying, then it just makes it so much easier for them to say yes, and they don't have to necessarily have a sales call for that yes. So one of the most common ways to be able to do this is to put some sort of guarantee in your program. And they talk all about different kinds of guarantees and how we use them and if you use them inside of both 100K funnel and 10K in 10 hours. So you want to make sure you create something, a promise that your offer is delivering that is what someone genuinely wants. You create an offer that delivers that to them with little to no risk that they won't get it, makes them feel certain that they're going to get it or confident that they're going to be able to get it. You want to make sure that your offer delivers it to them as quickly as possible. Okay. Now, this is true, not across the board, but mostly. So most people want a transformation as quickly as they can get it, right? That's just kind of like our immediate gratification society. Now, there's some situations, I'm guessing that you probably aren't in this situation, but it might be something where someone wants the situation drawn out, like maybe it is a 10-course dinner or it is a vacation that you want and you want it to be very long, then obviously fast is not valuable in that situation. Slow would be valuable in that situation. But for most people, most coaches, online course creators, education in the online space, we're creating something that is delivering a transformation. And most of those transformations, people want faster rather than slower. Like if you ask someone if they would rather lose 20 pounds in six months or in six weeks, they're going to say six weeks most likely, right? So as quickly as possible. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to make it a rushed experience. You could still have a six-month or one-year, let's say, time frame for the transformation to occur, but then you're going to want to be seeding in little wins along the way so that people are feeling like they're making progress as they go through. That is valuable, motivating them that they're getting one step closer and one step closer. Okay, and the last piece to this about creating an offer that's so good it sells itself is that you make it as easy as possible for your person to get that transformation. This is where I see there are so many opportunities for innovation and creative thinking and doing things a little bit differently. And this is like why I love the offer creation process. And it's like one of my favorite pieces inside of my mastermind is because of the intellectual property that is created through going through these four pieces of an offer and making something that is the easiest as possible for someone to get the result that they want, the promise that your offer delivers. So that could be all kinds of different things. But you want to think about, like, the way I think about it is, if I could just do it for them, that would be the easiest for them, right? Now, I'm not going to do it for them. Some things I do for my students, but not all things. So what's the next best step? So the next best step might be you reviewing it for them or you doing it with them or cheat sheets or templates or something like that. But think about how you could make it as easy as possible on them to be able to get this transformation that your offer delivers. If you hit all four of those points, You're going to have created an offer that's so good, it just sells itself. So, that is possibility number one of how to create clients, get clients without doing any selling. Okay, so let's go on to way number two is to create a small offer. So, here's what's interesting about small offers. We just started testing this in my business a couple months ago, and we've had phenomenal results actually. So the small offer Facebook ad strategy is one of the ones that I'm going to include in my ultimate Facebook ads toolkit for six figure funnels because I think it is a really fun and interesting and easy way to get clients without having to do sales calls. So the whole idea behind the small offer, like the psychology, the buying psychology behind it is When you get somebody to say yes to a small thing, it makes it so much easier for them to say yes to the next step or to the bigger thing. So a small offer is just something that is not as expensive as your course program or mastermind, but it gives them one little quick win that's in alignment with your course program or mastermind. Okay, so you do want to make sure that it gives them a quick win. That's really what we want. It's like not... Necessarily like lead magnet, like free kind of quick win, but another quick win that is worthy of paying for. Okay, so let me give you one example that we did in my business. We did a an offer for me to do a review of your Facebook ads and your lead magnet, and I was only only decided I was only going to do five of those, and it sold out immediately, and. That was really amazing. It was something that took me some time to do, of course, but it was so great because I was able to really understand the person's business, what's going on, allowed me to demonstrate how I would help them with their business and what I think that they needed to do with their sales funnel and with their lead magnet and all of that. And it's also in alignment with my core paid programs, right, with my course and my mastermind, because what I'm teaching you is how to create your marketing system in those programs, your sales funnel. So I basically mapped out their funnel for them. And then I told them what I gave them like five different things that I thought that they should do in order to start building that funnel. And it was really interesting because that led to sales of the course and to the mastermind, which is never really what my intention was, but it happened that way. And it made me realize over again that Oh, so it did two things. Number one, it gave the person a quick win. It was in alignment enough, that small offer was in alignment enough of my course program mastermind that they could see how it could help them more if they joined the higher end thing. And it also demonstrated the gap. So the gap is something that is really important for you to start understanding is the gap between where they are and where they would be if they joined your course or your program. And so in that, I I talked about in my review, I gave them a feedback and told them, you know, this is what we do inside of this program. And here's how we would do it together. And not that they needed to buy, but I wanted them to see like, this is the journey that I want. I wanted to have in their mind, the journey that they needed to take in order to get to their own six figure funnel. So it created that gap. It like showed them where they are now and what they would need to do to get to that six figure funnel. And it gave them enough of a sense of that for, <laughs> I think we had 100% conversion rate on this, that they either joined the course or the mastermind. So having a small offer, and now like Kelly and I are kind of obsessed with the small offers, quite frankly, we have to like stop ourselves because we have so many ideas of ways that we could help people on a really small basis that would just give them quick wins, add more value, and qualify them for the course or the program, the course or the mastermind down the road. So try out some small offers. They're super fun. I love them because they give people who maybe don't know or are a little hesitant about joining the bigger offer a way to get some help so it's just another way to create some immense value for somebody at a very low cost so small offers try that out and see if you don't create clients through that kind of situation okay the third one is through an email sequence okay (laughs) i promise you email marketing is not dead (laughs) I was so terrible at email marketing. I still don't consider myself an expert at, to any stretch of the imagination. But I do see the psychology now. I understand the mindset and the strategy behind email marketing. And there's different strategy, of course, for different types of email sequences that you send. But a great way to kind of try getting clients without doing sales calls is to have a really amazing email pitch sequence, the person that I work with calls it an email funnel that drives the person to buy your course program or mastermind without getting on a call with you. So what you want to do if you're going to try that out, and that is still something that we're working on inside of our funnel that we're working on right now for the course. We have had some success with this, but of course I'm always testing and trying and trying to optimize and scale that success. So The things that I've learned about emails, if you're going to do it in this way, this is called more of a passive way of getting clients or a more evergreen way of getting clients. And I've heard this message recently that it's not as effective as live, some sort of live call situation. That may be true, but you also have to figure out for yourself what is effective enough so if I can do this in an evergreen way in a more passive way and the results that I get, I'm happy with who cares about the live launching part right about doing the live sales call or the live webinar or the live workshop This is your business you get to do it the way that you want and even though you could make more money the other way, if you don't want to do the other way, why are we even considering it? You have to have a good reason for considering it is the point okay so if you want to try your hand at an email sequence to be selling your course program or mastermind, there's a couple things that you want to make sure that you seed into that sequence. And you want to think about how long do you want that sequence to be? How many days do you want it to be running? How often do you want to be emailing them? And the things that you want to include in there are you want to make sure you have an email that is about, is aspirational and really describes for them the transformation. Because there's different types of buyers. And so you want to make sure that you hit the psychology of every kind of buyer in this sequence. Okay. So one of the types of buyers is going to be the aspirational transformational kind of buyer. That is what I really am. I'm a quick buyer. So if I see something, I just know that I want. If I see the transformation, if that is demonstrated to me very clearly, and it is the transformation that I want, I just buy. I really don't think about it too hard. I just, I'm a very quick decision maker. Okay. Some people will be that way. You might be that way as a business owner, but not everybody is. Okay. So then we have to have some emails that play into the other kinds of buyers. And so for some people, they're going to have objections that they have to overcome in their own mind. And so you want to have some emails that help overcome those objections. Okay. So you might find your top two to three objections and you're going to have an email that addresses those objections. I have one in my sequence right now. I call it an FAQ. It's like the most common questions, but they're really objections that I've put into the form of questions. And then I have an email. Or in the email, I have embedded a video where I talk about each one of those. So I think I have four inside of that email. So you want to make sure you address objections. What you know about your person's objections you want to bring in social proof. So having other people talk about why they joined in their transformation and their experience just makes it easier for other people to believe that in them in themselves enough that they might be able to do it too. So really the social proof in my mind is designed for to overcome the person, the person's objection to is like, but there might be something wrong with me. Like, I might not be able to do it. Yeah, it's great that you did it, this you as the expert, but seeing other students go through, I think helps that person believe in themselves enough to invest and get that transformation for themselves. So, you wanna have some social proof. You also are gonna have some buyers who are like the analytical logical buyer who wants to know every single detail, wants to know every I is dotted and T is crossed. And so you want to have an email that is literally just about the details. We meet on this day and this is what you get and like that kind of thing, right? To address that kind of buyer's need for information in order to make their decision. Now, the other thing that you're going to want to do, especially if you're doing more of a situation like with my course where it's always open, I don't have an open close every single month or, you know, a few times per year, we might try that next year. But right now it's just open. And so you have to seed some sort of urgency or scarcity to help drive the buying decision. Now, I happen to love expiring bonuses is a way to do that you might have like, I can only take on five people this month. And so that might be your scarcity or your urgency to get them to make a buying decision. But you want to make sure that you see that in with your email sequence, because if you don't, people will just stay in indecision and they won't make a decision. So you want to help them make that decision. Either yes or no is totally fine, but you just want to make sure that you have something that drives that decision-making behavior. So. Try this out. Maybe you have an email sequence that you want to test out, and you see if you have all of these things in it. If not, add an email in to make sure you address all of these things and see what kind of results you get. Can you create clients without even having to have a webinar, a workshop or a sales call? Okay, last way to test out, to try and get clients without sales calls, <laughs> if that's what you want to do? is to make sure that your existing clients are being served, that you're over delivering to them. And because here's what I've learned. Happy clients sell your program for you. <laughs> it's been the wildest experience. I have heard this before, but I didn't know it until I actually had created a program that was so good. And I keep over delivering in it. And now my students are just selling it for me. So when you notice this happening, you can actually incentivize that behavior, behavior as well. You can create a referral bonus. So for my students, they get a $500 bonus if they refer another student and that student joins. So there's ways to incentivize that. And when people really love something, they like to talk about it. It makes it really easy for them to just tell other people and to sell it for you. <laughs> so that's one way to do it. You also see this all the time in software, right? Having affiliate links and not just in software. I see this inside of other programs as well, but you could offer an affiliate link. So that person could go to their email list or they could go to their podcast and they could promote your program, your course, your mastermind. And if somebody's in their audience buys through their affiliate link, they get some sort of money back. So it could be 10%. It could be 15%, 15%, something like that, of the course or program investment. So really thinking about how you can, once you have your clients in your program, how can you overdeliver? deliver How can you like make it the most supportive experience? Really what you're doing is you're creating the raving fans. And those raving fans are going to go tell other people for you. And there's this snowball effect of people then coming into you because they've heard such amazing things about your program. So that is my last suggestion for how to create clients without doing sales calls, webinars, or workshops. So I'd love to suggest that if you're someone who, (laughs) you're like me, you don't really love selling. You know, I did sales calls. I did a lot of sales calls. I did them in a very specific way but i'm now testing out is there a way for me to do this without the sales call experience and it's been kind of fun it's been interesting for me to test these things out i love testing though so that's partly what i love to do is to go test some things out and then bring the results back to you all and tell you about them and give you ideas of things that you might try so maybe something in here one of these four things sparked some ideas or some inspiration for yourself so that you can try something where You can still get clients even if you don't want to do the sales calls or the webinars. It is not required, my friend. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, you get to decide how you build your business. There is no right way. There is no wrong way. There are a million ways you just get to decide for yourself. Have an amazing week, and I'll see you right back here on the show next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Six Figure Coach podcast. Consistently selling out your coaching program, course, or mastermind is so much easier when you have an email list of qualified leads. And the trick to growing this kind of email list is all in your lead magnet. Grab my free cheat sheet, Four Steps to a Killer Lead Magnet, so you can grow a list that lets you sell your program on autopilot by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting my website at com. Have a gorgeous week and I'll see you right back here next week.